Uh, if you came in a little bit late, I'm Pastor Steve. I'm the lead pastor here at New Stanton Church. Uh, welcome to week two of a series called No Fear. I, I believe this series will be a blessing to many. And honestly, it's been a blessing for me to kind of wrestle with the word and what it means to live with no fear. Uh, we're going to go back to the foundation of this series, Philippians chapter 4. But before we do that, uh, I want to jump into uh, something obvious. Other people can't see the battles you are facing. They can't see how much you are hurting. They can't see how much anxiety you're facing or living with. They just don't know. And what complicates this is we all tend to share a common problem, and that is we don't let ourselves be seen by other people. So the battles and demons that you face and I face are often raging on the inside, but on the outside, we often appear confident and in control. But on the inside, we might feel weak or insecure or lonely or stressed out or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You fill in those blanks for you. But because of our common problem of not letting people really see us, we put on our happy face, especially like on social media, uh, in public, and, and maybe even in church. How you doing, brother? Great. Amen. Good to see you. How are you? Awesome. Good to see you. And, and off we go. So people can't see what's really going on. And oftentimes we hide what's really going on. Until, of course, life blows up, uh, things fall apart, and everyone around us kind of says, I had no idea. Like, I didn't know that they were on the verge of collapse. Or, so what's the solution? There's got to be a better way. This morning, we're going to look at reaching out to Jesus. Where does that hope come from when we find ourselves battling life, hopefully before it overruns us? The foundation of this series is based on Philippians chapter 4. And as we look at these words again, I want to remind you that they were written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And Paul didn't just write these words. This, this wasn't like poetry. Like God gave these words to him and he lived them in his life victoriously while chained to a Roman guard. He did not know the outcome, but he knew the Spirit's power and the Spirit's peace in his life. And he literally lived with no fear. And that's kind of where we want to be. So here are these words again, Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. What does the Lord whisper? The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, say that together with me this morning, in every situation, one more time, in 
every situation. So no matter what you're facing, if you're worried about your job, if you're worried about school, if you're worried about your relationships, if you got teenagers that are freaking out, you got aging parents that are stressing to no end, no matter what you're going through in every situation, here's what we're going to do. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Would you pray with me again? Father, I ask that the power of your word and the presence of your spirit would take us deeper and build our faith this morning. God, if any are anxious, would you send your peace that transcends understanding into every situation. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. Last week, uh, we said that stress can actually accumulate, and it's true. But something else is true about stress and anxiety, and that is anxiety is complicated. Uh, If it was simple, no one would face it, right? Uh, It can be emotional, it can be situational, it can be physiological. Uh, I would argue that anxiety is always spiritual. But because anxiety is complicated, I think taking a holistic approach to it is always best. So it is wise to always seek professionals. Uh, Doctors, you bet. Uh, Dietitians, absolutely. Medication, certainly. Counseling? Well, yeah, but why would you eliminate any of the above if they have proven to be effective? But for our time together, I kind of want to narrow our focus to the spiritual aspect of living with anxiety and fear and then living without them. Uh, I can't give you meds (laughs) or supplements anyway. I am not a doctor. But I can offer a spiritual prescription that I think goes alongside of any of the above things that we mentioned. So in my like non-doctor understanding, anxiety is a warning sign. If you're taking notes, anxiety is a warning sign. It's kind of like the yellow check engine light that comes on in your car when there is a problem someplace. But hear me, the the light is not the problem. You cannot put a black piece of electrical tape over that light and go, ha, fixed it, all done, better. No, 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 no. The check engine light is a signal that something is wrong someplace else and covering it up won't fix the problem. Now. Unless you have expertise fixing cars, you should probably go to a professional who knows how to identify and fix the problem that that light is indicating that there is. And some of you are thinking, yeah, I should probably do that. (laughs) I I hope you are not driving around with electrical tape over your check engine light. Spiritually speaking, anxiety in our spirit is a sign that there is something wrong someplace. The, the anxiety itself isn't the problem. It's a warning light. 
But when something is wrong, I think it's wise to go to an expert, a professional. In this case, talk to God about it. We need to pray. Again, this is the spiritual aspect that works alongside of all those other things that we do holistically, medication, doctors, counseling. And I am not proclaiming that if you just say a prayer, like everything will be okay. But we need to pray and ask our creator, the one who knit us together and knows us intimately to identify and help us fix the burden on our soul. Prayer is kind of like the flip side of worry. Whatever is causing you stress, if it's big enough for you to stress over, it is big enough for you to pray about. And again, in my non-medical mind, the difference between prayer and worry lies solely in who you believe is in control. Prayer acknowledges God's control and plan in your life. Worry proclaims that you are control and have the plan for your life. So if something is weighing on your spirit, I believe it's already on God's radar. He, he knows about it. He wants us to talk to him about it. He, he loves you. And he wants you to be free of that worry as you trust him and pray, as you reach out to him. So prayer, prayer isn't just like a platitude. It, it's actually a place, an attitude of the spirit where we reach for God and let him be in control. Scripture says pray in Every situation, every situation that causes you stress, every situation that causes you anxiety, reach out to him, let him have control. It's our job to stay out of the way and pray. If you're worried how you're going to make ends meet, pray. Whatever is weighing on your spirit, I believe it's already on God's radar. So take your request to God. If you've been walking with Jesus for a long time, that, that may, may make total sense to you. Yeah, you know, I'll just talk to God and we'll pray and I'll ask for his peace to come over me and I'll talk, take that to him. But if you haven't been like a follower of Jesus for a long time and somebody says, you just need to pray about that, that might seem a little intimidating to you because prayer might be new. And let me, let me kind of try to, calm your fears this morning a little bit. There is not a panel of angels in heaven rating your prayers. You know, oh, that's a three. That was a bad prayer. Oh, oh, oh that's a seven. Oh, that's a 10. You know, they answered that one. It, you don't have to average a six um, for God to answer your prayers. That is not how prayer works. God is not impressed by big, big words or prayers that sound like poetry. Have you ever listened to someone pray and then thought, that was absolutely beautiful? Maybe you're at a connect group and you're praying around a circle and you think, wow, but like I am so not praying after that guy <laughs> because my prayers don't sound anything like that. I would sound like the Rocky Balboa of the prayer world, like, yo God, I could really use a wind down here. 
Prayer is not a performance. God wants to hear what's on your heart. Philippians 4 says, do not be anxious. Don't don't be afraid. In every situation, present your request to God. Don't flower it up. Don't make it sound like anything it's not. Just present your request to God. He longs to hear about it. It's already on his radar. He just wants to hear from you. Have you ever had a communication breakdown with someone and said afterwards, well, what I meant by that or what I meant to say was, relax. God already knows what you meant to say. He already knows your heart. He loves to hear from you. Tell him what weighs on your spirit. When you pray, it doesn't matter if you ask out loud, say it quietly, write it in a journal, sing, shout it at the top of your lungs, groan in spirit, in grief. Your heavenly Father just wants you to cast all your cares on him. In every situation, by prayer and petition, let your needs be known to God. Here's what Peter said about anxiety. I love his words. He says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, you know, the one who's in control, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Anxiety is complicated, and we're going to take the holistic approach all the time. Peter says, Humble yourselves. In other words, keep it real. Don't inflate yourself. Uh, If you were here last week, I I shared that I also deal with some stress and anxiety in my life from time to time. Uh, To be totally transparent, I I also started counseling. Uh, That's right, your pastor's in counseling. Uh, I say it to couples who do premarital counseling with me all the time. I say going and getting counsel is a sign of strength, not weakness. So I'm taking my own advice. Everybody has their stuff. Anxiety is complicated, but it is always spiritual. Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Here's what I've been learning, praying more and worrying less. Prayer involves letting God be in control So life becomes more about believing more, not necessarily working harder. So in this process, I'm not even sure that like I'm working a whole lot of less hours, but it's more of a heart position and a peace that comes from praying and acknowledging that God is in control, not me. Because when it's in my hands, I worry. When it's in God's hands, I'm at peace. Kind of make sense, right? Uh, The question is, can you apply that lesson to what you're anxious about? Pray in every situation, especially where there's fear, and give him control. Humble yourselves before God, the one who is all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present, even like right now. 
Do, do you feel down or depleted? Do you feel like you're sinking under some weight? Peter said, humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he might lift you up. Peter, who said those words, remember this scene from Scripture? I think we have a picture. There it is. I, I, I love that. This is when Peter experienced the mighty hand of Jesus lifting him up. Peter had the faith to jump over a side, the side of a boat during a storm and walk towards Jesus simply because Jesus said, well, come then. He was literally walking on water when the anxiety of the wind and the waves started to take over. I know that you have been there because some of you came up to me last week and said, Pastor Steve, like I am there right now. This is what Jesus did. This is what Jesus does when we find ourselves overwhelmed. He reached out and lifted Peter up and said, why are you so afraid? In other words, I'm in control. If you feel like you're sinking in anxiety this morning, maybe, maybe that's not the problem. Maybe the problem is you're not reaching out for the hand of Jesus that's already reaching for you. Maybe you're not acknowledging that he's got more control over the situation than you do. He's still walking on water even if you feel like you're going under. And he promises that if we humble ourselves, he will lift us up in due time, which means the right time. So here's what I want to do this morning. We're going to, we're going to sing a song called Fear is a Liar this morning. And I'm going to ask you as we sing for you to reach out your hands in worship because I believe Jesus is already reaching for us. I don't care whether it's one hand or two hands, whatever you need to do. If you want to come down at the steps and kneel and reach, that's fine too. The act of reaching is also the act of surrender, right? I give up, but it's also the point at which we experience the victory that Jesus has for us. So if you're thinking, you know what? I, I don't have any anxiety to turn over to the Jesus this morning. Well, fine. Then lift your hands in victory and celebrate that too. That's, that's fair game. And if, and if you're thinking, you know what? This just isn't my style. I, I don't lift my hands for worship. Try it. Like, it's kind of like eating vegetables. You know, when's the last time you tried it? Do it to humor the redneck preacher and see if God doesn't reach out and reach for you because I know he is as you reach for him. So would you stand on your feet? Uh, there's gonna be offering baskets in back. Don't worry about that. Just cast your cares on him. Reach out for him whether it's in victory or surrender this morning and proclaim his goodness because God in this moment is reaching for you. Let's worship.